Annie, that witch next door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Hi, happy Monday. Happy Moon Day. Welcome to Moon Day Musings. If you've never been here before, hey, I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door, and I will be your cosmic guide for the week. This is an interesting little week we have here. We are talking about today, November 28th, through already fucking December 4th. <laughs> That's an official. It says that in everyone's calendar this year. (laughs) If you go look at your calendar, it says already fucking December 4th (laughs) on December 4th. So we're already in goddamn December. We're in the time warp. Let's do the time warp again. Come on, Rocky Horror fans. Please don't let me down. Uh, We are in the time warp again. Uh, We've got our first quarter moon in Pisces. That's not all. We've got some watery reminders this week and just some, this is a, it's a thought provoking kind of week when, when we're speaking astrologically, when I was looking through the energy this week, could I say that every week? Of course I could, but that was, those were the words that came to me. This was quite thought provoking. We, and, and watery reminders that term kept coming to me too. Watery reminders, watery reminders. Um, so I hope that that message gets to who it needs to get to. The moon scope for this week, we start, we start in, uh, Aquarius here. Okay. So we're starting in Aquarius. We move into Pisces tomorrow, Tuesday, the 29th moon moves then into Aries on December 1st. What an Aries thing to do. (laughs) And then on Sunday, early in the wee hours of Sunday morning, the moon moves into, uh, well, mountain time. The moon moves into Taurus. Before that, before our moon in Aries, moon in Taurus, end of the week, first half of the week here is where I'm getting a lot of these watery reminders. No, they carry through the end of the week. Um, Here's what I'm looking at. First and foremost, we have a very, very long void of course moon this week. And that actually begins very, very late tonight. Tonight, November 28th at 1153 p.m. Mountain Time. So depending on your time zone, this could technically start happening tomorrow on the 29th. Um, But the moon will make its last aspect in Aquarius before moving into Pisces. And that gap in time is called a void of course moon. But the moon doesn't move into Pisces until tomorrow the 29th at 5.15 p.m. Mountain Time. So it's void, of course, for 17 hours and 22 minutes. So essentially all day on Tuesday. And then what I noticed too was that even once the moon moves into Pisces, we don't make our first lunar aspect until 7.36 a.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday the 30th. So especially because this is a transition from Aquarius into Pisces with this giant fat 
void, of course, moon period in the middle of it. Um, I actually think that this is going to feel like one very long kind of void, of course, moon. Well, Danny, what does that feel like? Let me tell you. A void, of course, moon has been, in my experience, described in a variety of ways throughout the astrological community. I've seen it described as a time of feeling really sluggish and really heavy and really unmotivated. Um, But I've also seen it described as a time of just recoup and rejuvenation. So you are more prone to going slow and resting and recharging your energy. There's all different kinds of ways. You know, Sasha, the pagan homemaker, I've already mentioned her a couple of times on the podcast. Hi, Sasha. I love, I love shouting you out as my little void, of course, moon mama. Um, it's so helpful using you as a resource. So thank you for sharing your magic with us. Um, Sasha puts out wonderful information about the void, of course, moon, um, as well as sends you a lunar calendar to tell you when these transits, uh, well, I guess it's called, it's not really a transit, but maybe I could call it a transit. Um, it's kind of a lack of a transit. That's why it's called void. Um, she gives you the time in different time zones, uh, a variety of time zones when the void is actually taking place so that you can plan your rest and rejuvenation around this. And you can use the void, of course, moon as a time of, of just giving yourself that permission to release and let go and just do the void of course thing for yourself and however that best looks for you, however recharge looks best for you. So I personally, I love this vibe of void of course moon. This is how I definitely work with it in my own cosmic witchcraft. Um, I don't really look at the void of course moon coming up and like dread it or anything like that. It, you know, in a, funny way. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you can really tell it's a (laughs) void moon today. Um, but I really, really love using this as an intentional little mini retrograde period, as Sasha has put it on in her content. So I highly recommend doing this and bearing in mind that the energy might feel like a little funkadelic at the beginning of this week, just a little wonky, a little weirdy. And I think that's where this like watery reminder keeps coming through for me because we're already transitioning from like out there, spacey Aquarius moon, moving through, um, the void of course period, then going into watery, spiritual, imaginative Pisces, this is going to uh, put us in kind of an ethereal space, okay? I think that we'll feel a lot more in our emotional and energetic bodies toward the beginning of this week. So I highly, highly recommend making it a point to balance that out with grounding today through Wednesday, just right off the bat, especially because our first quarter moon is actually in Pisces. So um, one of those first lunar uh, aspects that the moon makes after it moves into Pisces is the first quarter moon. It's happening at eight degrees of Pisces on Wednesday, November 30th at, oh yeah, it is the first aspect, huh? 
March. Yes, it is. I'm just checking in my almanac. Yes, it is. So um, this it, this aspect is actually a square. When the moon and the sun square one another, we see a quarter moon. And this happens twice a lunar cycle. The first quarter moon happens after the new moon, which we had on the 23rd last week. And it happens before the full moon. And then after the full moon, we have the third quarter or the last quarter moon before the next new moon again. So the energy can be a little uh, tension, a little confrontational around quarter moons. But remember that this is always with the intention to grow and build. I think that because this is happening between Pisces and Sagittarius, this is going to happen in much more conceptual and energetic spaces for us. It's not going to feel so physically confrontational. It'll feel a lot more confrontational in our feels and our vibe, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, And again, I want you to remember that whatever conflicts or challenges do arise for you this week, if you can try to look at them and pose them as opportunities, that, in my opinion, is the best way to tackle a square. Just a nice little astro tip for you. Whether you're looking at a square in your chart, like your birth chart, or the transits like we're looking at today, if you can try to frame a square instead of just a straight up challenging aspect, try to look at it and reference it as an opportunity for growth. Um, I find that it's a lot easier to work through and with these challenges that arise for each of us individually and uniquely, okay? A couple other interesting things happening specifically on the 29th tomorrow. It's just kind of an interesting day. Mercury opposes Mars this week. Mercury is in Sagittarius and will be opposing Mars retrograde in Gemini this week. Um, Venus already, oh no, Venus does this the following day. That's right. Venus uh, will oppose, who's also in Sagittarius, will also oppose Mars retrograde in Gemini, but this will happen the following day on Wednesday. And the moment I saw the Mercury-Mars opposition, I immediately thought, it's what we think versus what we do. And how do we balance this out? Okay, Um, so I want you to take that message into this week. And when it comes to Venus... I would just shift that question a tiny bit to, or that statement a tiny bit to uh, what we desire, what we value. That's better. What we value versus what we do. What we value versus what we desire. That's better. Okay. Here's your Mercury opposite Mars uh, kind of message for this week. What I think versus what I do. Okay. How are they conflicting? How do they balance each other? And then your your statement or prompt or just message for Venus opposite Mars is what I value versus what I desire. And what comes up for you? Do these things conflict or do these things harmonize? And why? Don't be afraid to explore that this week for yourself. A lot of illumination to be found there for sure. Um, And then also we have this week on Wednesday, man, it's really big at the beginning of the week. Pallas Athena asteroid stations retrograde, her retrograde cycle in Cancer at 26 degrees, which personally, right on top of my old Chiron. Um, My Chiron's at 27 degrees of Cancer. So this is going to provide me some opportunity 
for reflecting on healing, definitely healing wounds and healing pain and, and specifically moving forward. And while I'm recording this right now, I literally just looked up and it's 1111. How funny. Um, so, well, you know what I mean? How funny, how, of course, (laughs) I love that. How, of course of you spirit. So we do have that retrograde happening. Palace Athena. So if you're in that witch school, um, I want to remind you that you have a bonus episode and a journal guide for your Palace Athena placement in your chart. You can find bonus episodes and those journal guides on exclusive blog posts of mine on my website on the blog, okay? And um, this is an asteroid that really, just to boil it down and make it brief for all intents and purposes, really houses our emotional intellect or emotional wisdom. And so I want you to look at this Pallas Athena retrograde and cancer cycle as an opportunity to reflect on and reconstruct and rebuild our emotional wisdom. Okay, especially being in a watery sign, being in cancer. A big, big opportunity for gaining and growing emotional wisdom. Don't run from those opportunities, even though they're very cathartic. Don't run from them. Hi, neighbor. I want to take a quick moment to thank our episode affiliate for the day, one of my favorite companies and products to date, Magic of Eye and their Astrological Planner. If this is not your first time in the neighborhood and you've been around for a while, you very well know how much I love and how frequently I mention this planner. It has been a part of my astrological journey pretty much since the very beginning of my studies. This planner not only has educational support like reference materials, there's basically a mini textbook at the beginning of this planner, but it also just has journey support because there's journal spaces, uh, there's a lunar calendar, there's a transit calendar to help you learn astrology, but to actually start living uh, very cyclically and cosmically, regardless of your experience level. This is what I love about this planner. It's very, very accessible, no matter what experience level you are with astrology. Personally, I use it for both my personal life and my business. It's an integral part of my planning and scheduling practices. Now this year for the 2023 edition, their new theme is astromycology. So in this 280 page astrology planner, uh, again, that is for all different experience levels. We are now getting the extra edition of mycology exploration or the magic and healing properties of mushrooms. And this is absolutely a fascinating subject to me, as I'm sure it already is to so many of you. Um, And the cool part is, is not only is there a section in the planner with different types of mushrooms and their healing properties and benefits, but they also have an exploration on astrology to fungi connection, which I think is so cool. Get yours today and support that witch podcast by ordering yours at the link in the show notes below. Later into the week, once we get that uh, moon moving into Aries and finally moving into Taurus toward the end of the week, we start having some, I feel like we kind of 
feel our feet on the ground a little bit more and we feel the path under our feet and we feel the forward motion of things. We have Neptune stationing direct on Saturday the 3rd, stationing direct at 22 degrees of Pisces. All my Pisces placements were like throwing a party because we're like, finally. (laughs) Oh man, Neptune retrograde can be a wonky one. It can be funky for sure. So you are totally not alone in that from one Pisces moon to all my other Pisces folks out there. You're totally, totally not alone. Um, but I do, I do sense us feeling our feet, uh, hitting the ground, like I said, um, and feeling the path beneath them. I really am getting a strong image of just feet confidently one foot after another stepping and walking down a sidewalk. Um, I have that image coming through really, really strong right now, which brings me to our card pull for the day. So today, instead of a numinous card, I felt super called to pull an Oracle card from the Work Your Light Oracle deck. This is by Rebecca Campbell, but the artwork is by Danielle Noel. So if you follow Danielle Noel's work, you know her quintessential style. This is a gorgeous, um, very soft and feminine Uh, mixed media style artwork. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I just really felt uh, that this would perfectly balance and also carry us through the very just interesting energy this week that we just talked through. So let's pull our card here. Wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, if you wouldn't mind trying to feel as evenly distributed in your weight as possible. So you just feel grounded. You feel centered. If you feel called and it's safe to do this wherever you are right now, go ahead and let yourself close your eyes and let's take a really, really nice, deep cleansing breath in together. Ready? Inhale. Exhale that out nice and slow. One more. Inhale again. Exhale. Now, I want you to open yourself up to any guidance, any messages, any insight that you may be needing or seeking at this time. Open mind, grounded heart. And our card, oh my God, is the age of light. You've been training for this for lifetimes. Oh my goodness. Um, While I find the page in the book to read this to you, the card here is gorgeous. We have a figure that looks like an Egyptian sphinx. Um, It's very mixed between human-like features and very deity, godlike, otherworldly and ethereal features as well. Within this beautiful rainbow triangle, the arms of the figure are above the head, kind of adding to or creating even more of a triangle shape. And there's this gorgeous, beautiful light, both coming from and going into the very top and crown of the head, our spirit energy center. And here is the age of light from the Work Your Light book. Mystics and sages throughout the ages have predicted this period in history 
and you decided to incarnate in the middle of it. There is no mistake that you are supposed to be here at this time of great change. If you ever feel unprepared or daunted by the path that is calling you, know this. You've been training for this for lifetimes. You're way more than the days that have breathed through you in this one life. You are also all of the lifetimes that came before. All of these experiences have polished your soul into the most magnificent expression that it is your authentic self. Your soul has many facets. Imagine a fingerprint. Your soul is a million times more intricate than that. If you put together all the fingerprints of all the people you have been, you would not even get close to fathoming how much of a unique masterpiece you are. You came in with a clear soul plan. You came in with wisdom beyond your years. This is the part of you that longs to be seen. This is the part of you that is ready to step forward, that is ready to emerge. This is not the lifetime to stay hidden, but to step forth, be seen, and rise. Here's the work your light activation. Hold your hands over your heart, hold this energy, and hear this message. I call forth the soul gifts and soul training that I have received throughout all of my lifetimes. I am ready to embody them all now without hesitation and without fear. I have been training for this for lifetimes. And you can pause and rewind and re-listen to that as much as you need, um, especially if you want to write it down for yourself. I love this message. It is a perfect, perfect end to our episode today. Thank you so much, so, so much for your time today and every day. I have such a good episode coming for you tomorrow with a new guest. I cannot wait to officially, more officially introduce to a lot of you. Some of you already know her. Um, we're doing some fun together in that witch school this week. Do not miss out on this, okay? Again, easy to join us. So easy. Thatwitchnextdoor.com slash enroll. Thank you, my neighbor. Thank you, my friend, for bringing your energy and your warmth and your magic into this space. It is so incredibly valued and so incredibly appreciated. I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful week. Have fun, stay safe, and stay magical out there. Hey, neighbor. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Monday Musings. If you want to support the show further, make sure to check out the show notes below for some of the awesome companies that I am an affiliate for. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify now. And the best way really to support That Witch Podcast is to share the show online on your social media platforms or just tell a friend that you think would enjoy it. If you want more cosmic magic, you can definitely join us in that witch school, my magical monthly membership with tons of additional content and a private online community. And don't forget to subscribe to my email list for more forecasts, energy, journal prompts, specials, and to stay up to date with everything going on in the neighborhood. <laughs>